0: massive show today folks we are on our way back from europe we are yes we are officially on our way back we'll be headed home soon unfortunately we have to head back to washington dc but if you are interested in following everything we're doing go to tpusa.com get the new book the conservative response to the great reset donate as little as one dollar you will get this charlie's got the book up now it's at tpusa.com and our documentary the great global reset is coming soon next the Student Action Summit coming up so soon, July 22nd to 24th, 2022, Tampa, Florida. You use promo code POSO, all caps, for 25% off your tickets. Where do you go? TPUSA.com slash sas. The link is in the description. President Trump will be a confirmed speaker and have it on good authority that a certain Floridian governor may also be announced. I'll see you there, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is June 1st, 2022, and an odomine. Today's headlines. A former Clinton campaign manager, Michael Sussman, acquitted, found not guilty by a D.C. jury in the Trump-Russia collusion case. Next. Supreme Court clerks are alarmed as officials are requesting cell phone records to help find the SCOTUS leaker. Third. Nini Yankovic implying that the federal ministry of truth could have stopped the Uvalde killer. And then finally, an IEA chief economist has come out saying that the U.S. summer fuel shortages could be worse than the 1970s oil crisis. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Have a few thoughts to share now that the trial has ended. First, I told the truth to the FBI, and the jury rec- clearly recognized that with their unanimous verdict today. I'm grateful to the members of the jury for their careful and thoughtful service. Despite being falsely accused, I'm relieved that justice ultimately prevailed in my case. So it's amazing, right? And there's Sussman, the Clinton campaign lawyer, out of Perkins Coy, admitting or at least stating, I told the truth. I was falsely accused. This had nothing to do with that. Look, I'm not even going to walk through the merits of the decision. We clearly know what's going on here. We clearly know what happened. A D.C. jury found direct evidence of lies between the Clinton campaign, their lawyers, and the FBI. The FBI, on the other hand, turned around and through their DOJ compartments with the Durham investigation, said, well, they were the victims of the Clinton campaign, that they didn't themselves do anything wrong. Sussman, of course, claimed he didn't do anything wrong. But here's how it works. Here's how it works. We're a banana republic now. We have a two-tiered system of justice. If you're Michael Flynn, General Michael Flynn, and you make a statement to the FBI that isn't even a lie, and only has to be turned into a lie because you misquoted him in the reporting on FBI 302 forms, then you have to be put through years and years of political persecution. But if you're from the Clinton campaign, hey, you get a free check. You get a blank check. You do get to pass go. You do collect $200. Everybody else, straight to jail. Straight to jail. Remember, General Flynn even had to be pardoned by the President of the United States, by President Trump, to stop this. Because even after the DOJ dropped the charges on General Flynn, the judge was still going to try to convict him. The judge was still going to try to put him in jail. And it took President Trump having to sign a pardon for them to finally drop the whole thing. Look, I say this how many times a day on here. I I really don't mean to beleaguer the point. Understand what point of the movie you're in. And now a lot of people came out at me yesterday and they said, Poso, why did you go on Twitter and target Sean Hannity directly? And I want to be clear about this. I'm anything personal against Sean. Met him a couple of times, right? Works hard, does his show. But I want to make a point. There are people out there that go on that program every night. Trey Gowdy, Senator Lindsey Graham, all these types. And they push the endless TikToks, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. And just two more weeks, folks, just two more weeks until we find out the truth. We're going to get her. We're going to get Hillary, Secretary Hillary Clinton. She's going down. We're going to get her. And they keep pushing this stuff over and over and over again. And nothing ever happens. Because here's how it works, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah, I got flack a couple years ago for speaking out against what I called the magic letter people. The trust the plan people. I was in the HBO documentary about this. All right. No one is coming to save you. We are the American people. We need agency. Just like on War Room, we talk about agency, human agency, action, action, action. Can't sit back and think, oh, the white hats and some secret plan is going to work and it's going to save the day. No, that's not how it worked in 2016. That's not how it worked throughout 2017 through 2020. That's not how it works now. You have to do the work. You have to suck it up. Embrace the suck. The Department of Homeland Security just came out yesterday and they've got a report, a new report, a cyber report, saying that there are election systems in 17 states, including particularly the state of Georgia, which could be vulnerable to hacking. That's their report, not my report, all right? Do you understand? They're throwing it in your face. They're in your face. They're in your grill. And if you think you can just sit back And listen, play along, don't have to take any action, don't have to actually use your political agency as a citizen of the United States of America. Then you're going to lose. Then you are going to keep losing again and again and again. And you will see people sitting back and saying, well, the only thing that we can do is hope for better next time. No, no. I'm not a student of that school of thought. I'm a big believer and you got to grind. You got to get in there and you got to grind every day. You got to wake up every morning and you got to grind some more. Keep grinding. You have to do the work. And folks, sometimes the only way out is through. The head of the International Energy Agency is saying that the oil crisis of the 1970s will not be seen as bad as the energy crisis of 2022 is about to become. So you need to understand the fragile state of the US dollar and the petrodollar and what that means for you and your family. We are in for a tough time. And the Biden printing and spending and the Fed could be more catastrophic for the U.S. dollar and our markets. Now, real patriots, we know that Biden inflation is the real pandemic, and it is only getting worse. That's why I recommend you diversify with gold and silver now. And the only company I recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver, or have it delivered securely right to your door. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold because they care and want to build the long-term relationship look guys allegiance gold is great they've got a high rating from third-party consumer protection agencies five stars with trust link triple a rated with the business consumer alliance and have an a plus from the better business bureau you get 500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that poso sent you so do not wait call or click today go to allegiancegold.com slash poso the link is in the description seriously folks Go and support our advertisers. Go check this out. It'll be good for you, good for your family. We cannot control the Biden administration, but we can prepare. Allegiance to cold.com/slash poso. Well, and how hilarious is this story we've got here from the post millennial? Supreme Court clerks are alarmed. As officials request cell phone records to find the Supreme Court leaker. Sources familiar with the matter say that the exact language of the affidavits or the time period covered or content sought in the phone records search remains unclear. Oh my goodness. So you guys are worried that all of a sudden that it's... And look, look, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be like that. I shouldn't say that. But if you have a leaker in your midst, guess what? There's going to be an investigation. Do you think that just because you work at the Supreme Court that you're not a government employee? All right, if you're a government employee, that means all of your systems, all of your equipment, everything that you have is always subject to search by the U.S. government and by U.S. government officials, period, full stop, end of story. And so uh, three individuals with knowledge have said that some clerks have become so alarmed over their actions, that they've begun considering whether to hire outside counsel. Which, so this is crazy, by the way. Think about it. They're doing the leak hunt, right? And I've been in uh, situations in the intel community where there were leak situations, and you guess what? You know, they come into your spaces, and you got to sit down, and you got to shut up, and you got to take it. You have to be there and wait for them as long as it takes, and you have to answer every single question because they're not stopping. They're not stopping at all. But of course, in this situation, everyone involved is a lawyer. So you know they are going to be throwing around law at each other like crazy. And so you're going to have lawyers hiring lawyers, right? Because every person who is a Supreme Court clerk is themselves a lawyer. This is the main situation of things. What are they going to do when it comes down? Because look, there's only one person who was the actual leaker. There's only one person who who was involved with this. There's only one person who conducted this crime, and it is a crime. So what that person needs to do then is come clean. If you are the person who did that, you need to come clean because what you're doing is you're putting all your other colleagues, not only at risk, you're making them look bad, you're degrading the the reputation of the institution of the Supreme Court. Now what do we have? The escalating scrutiny of law clerks reflects Roberts' concern, Supreme Court Justice uh, Roberts, Chief Justice, that the breach in confidentiality and possibly further leaks. It also suggests the court so far has been unsuccessful in determining the source of the political leak. We still don't know. Can you believe this? We still actually don't know who the leaker was. They still don't know. No. So we know they printed out some copies of this, and it's a photocopy of the printout copy. So they took a lot of steps to be able to protect this leaker. And I understand that from a journalistic perspective. But from an American perspective and a judicial perspective, what they did is tantamount to obstruction of justice, number one, leaking Supreme Court documents, so leaking government materials, that's number two. And number three, they did this because of a politically motivated agenda to stop this decision from coming through extrajudicially. Guess what? You don't like the majority in the Supreme Court? Well, then go out there and elect presidents and elect senates that will get your preferred justices on the court. That's our system. You don't get to sit up in there and decide which things you, you you can pick and choose as to what's going to be real and what's not that's not how it works you lost get over it i would say that the disinformation governance board was the victim of disinformation clearly there was a malign intent on some actors in the media and in politics who just really stood up to uh the the formation of this board i understand why americans are upset about the idea of Of a board that might decide what's true or false. Of course, that's not what the board was going to be doing. I'm happy to take one for the country when it comes to protecting our national security and putting these issues at the forefront because I do believe they are some of the most pressing issues of our time. I'm not going to be silenced by my critics. So she's back. Nina Yankovic, there she is. She's back again. I didn't really want to have to spend a lot more time talking about this person because honestly, She's kind of aggravating to me, but at the same point, she decided that she wanted to keep calling me out, so I guess I'm going to have to keep an eye on her to make sure that she doesn't come back in charge of any sort, of really anywhere near the federal government or any government for that case, right? I, I don't want her being in charge of like, you know, a Chuck E. Cheese with children. I just, I don't think that Nikki, Nini Ankovich should be in charge of anything, anywhere, she should not be paid. She should be, you know, I don't know, just just doing fi- finding some other line of work. Maybe going and uh trying it her, you know, her hand at theater again. She, her songs actually weren't that well, put it okay. Her songs were bad. Yes, her songs were very bad. But her singing wasn't that horrible. I know, I know people are gonna be like, post what you? no? Look, her singing wasn't that bad. So what I'm saying is, you know, maybe, I don't know, try your hand back at that again, living in a fantasy fiction world. That seems to be much more, you know, potentially productive for you, productive use of your time. But Nina Yankovic is back and she says that if we had had the federal ministry of truth, right, this disinformation governance board, that they could have stopped the Evaldi killer, the Evaldi shooting. So, I mean, what this is, is basically an opportunity for her to just kind of find a way to get headlines, get attention, say something that's going to be. So completely insane, but gets everyone talking about her, all right? That's, you know, it's a time-honored tradition by hacks and people like Yeniankovic. But what she is saying is that, yes, yes, this, and I'm trying to figure out what it was. You see, you know, okay, disinformation plays a role in radicalizing people to violence. I got the quote up here from Media Research Council. You know, we're seeing continued mass shootings here in the United States, and in many of those cases... She doesn't specifically mention any of them. She writes that violent extremism is begotten by things seen on the Internet. So that's the sort of thing we would be looking to address. Okay. Now, now do we have actual information from the Evaldi shooter about targeting this school for um, reasons of, of violent extremism or dis- disinformation? Because... Nina, if you know that, please share that with the authorities immediately, or perhaps not the authorities, at least in Uvalde, because they don't seem to be giving anyone the truth. I'm not even sure what they're on about. You've got to go share that with, like, I don't know, some real authorities. Maybe go share it with the Texas governor's office, the Texas AG's office, with Attorney General Paxton, who's actually conducting a real investigation into this thing, even though we just heard that the Uvalde Police Department, the Sheriff's Department, is no longer going no longer going, to be cooperating with the investigation. Yeah, that's a red flag, folks. That's a red flag. Look, I said this on Twitter yesterday. I'm going to put it out again. I think it's very clear that they are covering up something in Uvalde. We don't know exactly what that is yet. But everybody knows it. There is something that these officers know or this department knows or their leadership knows locally, and it's going to come out. It's going to come out. And we're all going to know. And there's going to be lawsuits and potentially criminal prosecutions in terms of all of this. Too many questions about the timeline. Too many changes of the story. Was the door propped open or was it not propped open? Was there an engagement with a school resource officer or not? We later found out that the school officer wasn't even at the school when it happened. Explain that to me. And that he raced over there and engaged with someone who I believe was a teacher, a teacher, not the actual shooter himself, but drove past the shooter in the parking lot at that time. Yeah, there's problems here. There's big, big problems. All right. And what does it say? the from media research council it says this is coming from a woman employed by an administration that has at its disposal not only funds for npr's government pushing budget but the resurrected vampire of the portman murphy countering foreign propaganda office which can spend 150 million dollars on u.s media outlets it deems good messengers of the government uniparty line by the way i love the fact that we're we're starting to use uniparty you're starting to see uniparty uh used a lot more you'd see uniparty used in terms of a variety of different issues where it seems as though you if you notice even on this one that one party right the democrats of course were pushing this but it seemed as though the republicans uh the republican party writ large and conservatives were not fighting back i'm talking about those elected in office we're not fighting back against the government, government disinformation office and you had it was rep daryl Issa who came out and said that they were opposing it because of who was in charge of it nina yankovich to which i responded no you should be opposing it because it's evil that's why it shouldn't exist because it's evil and we should never have any government office running anything like that there should be no government office of censorship in the united states period not only obviously is a direct violation of the first amendment but it's direct violation of our freedom of speech you do not have freedom of speech if you do not have this Across the country, hardworking Americans are paying the price for Joe Biden and House Democrats' war on American energy independence. Since Joe Biden's inauguration day, energy prices have skyrocketed by 81 percent. American families simply cannot afford to suffer under Joe Biden and Speaker Pelosi's energy crisis, Energy any longer when confronted about these this anti-energy agenda joe biden tries to pass the buck and blames everyone but himself where they attempt to blame american oil producers and russia for high gas prices but make no mistake the american people are smart joe biden and house democrats own this energy crisis well that right there a huge missive coming out make no mistake the american people are smart President Biden and the House Democrats owned the energy crisis. Now, let me switch over to the IEA. Now, this is a report out of New York Post. U.S. summer fuel shortages could be worse than the 1970s oil crisis. Yes, that's absolutely right. I'm not misspeaking. The IEA is putting out a report that says the U.S. summer fuel shortages could be worse than the 1970s oil Crisis. That's the International Energy Agency. What are we hearing? The United States and Europe could experience fuel shortages this summer that could be worse than the 1970s oil crisis as demand ramps up for the travel season. When the main holiday season starts in Europe and the U.S., fuel demand will rise. Then we will see shortages, for example, in diesel, petrol, or kerosene, particularly in Europe. The IEA chief said that the current energy crisis could be worse and longer lasting than the shocks of the 1970s. Back then, it was just about oil. Now we have an oil crisis, a gas crisis, and an electricity crisis simultaneously. Oil prices spiked sharply as a result of the outbreak of the Yom Kippur War in 1973, as well as the Islamic, Islamic Revolution in Iran in 1979. This year, energy prices have been pushed upwards after the Russian invasion of Ukraine, which has further disrupted already limited supply. Gas prices, well, keep in mind, it's the sanctions responding to the Ukrainian, uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, not directly. Gas prices have soared nationwide, hitting record highs over the Memorial Day weekend. American motorists are paying a nationwide average of $4.62 per gallon going into the summer. Going in. We're not even going out yet. New York Post had another story today. The Washington State gas stations are running out of fuel, prepping for $10 a gallon. What happens when you get to the point where the scarce resources actually become scarce. At the beginning of the pandemic, I remember people stocking up on toilet paper for all things. Then I remember the shelves being empty in Washington and other supermarkets. My wife couldn't get dinner. We are headed, we are hurtling towards an economic recession. We're headed towards shortages. We're headed towards crises. You need to get your family ready. You need to prepare yourselves. You need to prepare for what's coming. Everything that we've said up until now, the mismanagement of this regime, their inability to respond seriously and in an adult manner to the crises facing the world, their emotional responses and bipolar responses to the things that are going on, only serve to exacerbate situations from Afghanistan to Ukraine to the Middle East to the border and, of course, throughout the economy. Keep in mind, they're throwing sanctions on at the same time that they're cutting cutting the fuel supply here in the United States. It could be easily fixed. This could all be streamlined the process for US LNG streamline the drilling in Alaska, streamline drilling overseas, cut the regulations, allow the United States of America to exploit American energy resources immediately. Do it now, or the United States is hurtling towards a great, shall we say, reset in terms of the economic well-being and the standing of this nation. All right, that is all the time we have for today for Human Events Daily. As always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normal friends, and leave us your five-star review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. What did we talk about today? The former Clinton campaign lawyer, Michael Sussman, acquitted in the Trump-Russia collusion case. Him being acquitted at the same time that you're hearing DHS put out this report, about election machines and their vulnerability to hacking. Funny how that works. Next, Supreme Court clerks alarmed as officials request cell phone records to find the Supreme Court leaker. Third, Nini Yankovic implying that the Federal Ministry of Truth could have stopped the Evaldi Killer. The Evaldi Killer for which we still have many questions, and we think, we highly suspect, that there is a cover-up going on down there in Texas. And then finally, the International Energy Agency coming out and stating that the U.S. summer fuel shortages could be worse than the 1970s oil crisis. This is the situation that we are in, thanks to our illustrious leader, this Biden regime. But before we go, I want to remind everyone of a special history break. Today's an anniversary, did you know? A special one-year anniversary. June 1st, 2021. The United States President, Joe Biden, the Biden regime, suspended oil and gas leases in Alaska's Arctic National Wildlife Reserve, reversing President Trump's decision. So understand, we are in a crisis of our own making. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.